0: Hello and welcome back to our Stars and Scrums podcast and for the second episode of 2023 we will dive into what happened in the men's Rugby Europe Championship pool stage as we are about to get into the competition semi-final stage. To tell us how the preparations are going we invited three star players, Piotr Zizustek, David Vizna and José Madalera. So you have here one player from Poland, Netherlands and Portugal. And we're going to hear from them how the preparation is going, what, are, what is the mindset and how uh, they came to be. So I will start with the man who is still on the top, on the, on the, uh, leading in the 16 best players of the championship. So Mr. Piat, uh, well done if you win the prize. I think the, 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 the polling is, is closed already. So it's been a good championship for for your team. It's the first time Poland is here and it was the first time that Poland secured the victory. So how do you feel?
1: Yeah, I'm just happy and glad that we we won first game in championship. It was, of course, tough three games we had already. uh, But yeah, first win and I think not a lot of... People even in Poland expected that, uh, that we can win, but for this moment, it's completely nothing because we have two games to go and the one against Germany that Sunday is the most important right now. So so we are just on the camp right now. We are in the hotel in, mm-hmm. in Free City in Poland and just just preparing to, to Sunday game.
0: Tell me, before the first kickoff, what were your team's goals for the competition?
1: Yeah, like first of all, was just staying in in, in that uh, that uh, championship. Uh, of course, it's not easy. There's eight really really tough teams. Some of them play in a World Cup like Portugal and Georgia, uh, Romania. So yeah, it's difficult. But yeah, we we want to stay here and let play young players just to. To grow Polish rugby on on them and based on them in the future to just to growing every year a little bit uh, rugby in Poland.
0: You were talking with me before the show about how is the background in in, Pol- in Poland with rugby. So can you explain to us how Polish rugby has grown in the last couple of years?
1: So we have yeah we have some uh, some public programs in school we just try to put rugby in every school in poland it's, it's of course not easy it's, we don't have a lot of clubs and a lot of like a big amount of young players but we're still trying to to improve that uh, rugby is unfortunately not popular in in poland we've got a lot of different team sports and individual sport they people know uh, usually, still people don't see different between I don't know rugby and American football, for example. What mm-hmm. is also uh, on the same place as rugby. Uh, so yes, we, we try to go to the schools and make more rugby popular and uh, bring some players from the school to our clubs. Uh, yeah, this this first and second is like a lot of foreigner players who want to play in our extra-league and the top team. Uh, so I think that it can be like a, like a base to improve our rugby. They, they can see some opportunity to play in Europe, uh, in Poland, especially there's a lot of players from South Africa, for example. Uh, then maybe they try to jump to France or UK to get better contract. But yeah, yeah. like for the beginning, it's good good start and we can learn from them a lot and just... Improve our culture and uh, improve our rugby as well. But still, we're looking for for a lot of young players who can come to our to national team and just improving that.
0: Just a small question: Have you noticed an increase in media in media coverage or social media in this last couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, especially this good thing that even uh, Rugby Europe tell is uh, like um, have some some of good social media and talk about Poland as well and I think for rugby community in Poland it's important uh, and also some our main Polish television uh, show our games uh, TVP, sport it's like uh, the top Polish uh, uh, television public television uh, so for us it's very important especially next game against Germany will be at uh 8 pm uh, on sunday so probably is a really good hour for to watching games like this uh, so yeah we try to do everything to make popular rugby and saying talking about about rugby maybe someone will will see just uh, that that game as you know like games between Poland and Germany there's also like uh, people want to watch especially in football and in rugby as well so yeah there are our mm, the foreigners so yeah it's a uh, neighborhood sorry neighborhoods. so so we want to always beat them and show that rugby Polish rugby is better and Polish sport as well because you we also there's like big competition yeah but so in social media and some media show that, but it's not like a massive improvement from a couple of weeks. Maybe if we will progress in our rugby and staying in championship, we can change it. Especially you have also really good uh, national team of rugby sevens of ladies, they, they, they've been uh, European champion. They get, they've been European champion from last year and still improving. So, yeah if we can mix it like men's and women's rugby and just showing that every day uh, every week and make more uh, more good results it will be better for us
0: okay very nice to hear about this um david about fan and media and so on every time we watch uh, a home game for from netherlands the support is massive we can hear people on the stands It's magical. Uh, That's what we are looking always in sport, in quality of sport, and so not only. So, but can you explain to to the people outside of Netherlands, why are the Dutch fans so passionate about the game?
2: Yeah, it's tough to tell because the Dutch rugby for uh, for quite a long period did probably not uh, perform at the level that it uh, potentially could. Uh, especially like 10 years ago, you know, we were playing at the very low levels of uh, um, European rugby and the attention was next to non-existent. Mm -hmm. But since we've been climbing the the, uh, European stage and and been developing good rugby players, you know, like slowly the stadiums have been uh, filling up for the national team games and now kids are standing on the sidelines, you know, like asking for autographs after games and all of that type of stuff and that never used to happen. So, uh, uh, it's pretty new for me in that sense as well. And I, uh, I think it does have to do with the media coverage, for example. And like uh, uh, Piotr says, we're also, uh, Zigo is now sending our games, uh, which is like the national sports uh, uh, channel. And that definitely makes it um, more popular, you know. And when it's a good day in Amsterdam, when the sun is shining and people are uh, willing to come, it's, it's a really, really cool experience, to be fair.
0: Oh, that's very, quite nice. Um, talking about the upcoming game, a home se- semi-final, so we're going to see, again, a full stand and a lot of noise, like in the last game, against guess Georgia was amazing. Um, what could you say about the team evolution of in the last few years? Because you came from the trophy in 2019, and since that point, you were just becoming stronger and bigger from the, that time on. So can you explain to us the evolution, the development and growth of Dutch rugby?
2: Yeah, I think it's uh, uh, first and foremost shown by the fact that we have more and more Dutch people playing in, in foreign leagues. So uh, uh, people playing in France, people playing in uh, uh, in England, and I was in Spain a few uh, uh, yeah, last season and stuff like that. So that helps to raise the level of those uh, uh, individual players. And then when we come into camp for uh, for the championship, that you can see that people are more physical, see that people are more, uh, you know, like more used to high intensity training and all of that type of stuff. That first and foremost is, is a big, um, big development already. And then, I don't know, it's just, um, the first time we played against Georgia, the contact levels were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, we're not used to that type of physicality, you know. And and now, uh, last time we played against Georgia, you know, like we're still not uh, quite there, especially when it comes to the last 20 minutes, for example. Like we can't sustain that level of intensity, but mm-hmm. now we've played three big games in a row in three weeks. And we're, you know, like the squad is still pretty much standing. So uh, I think we're getting used to that level of, uh, of competition, which is good to see.
0: You're talking about that game with Georgia. You gave a good run uh, for their mu- for their money in the first half. It was amazing because at some at some point everyone started believing that Ireland could score one try, two tries, and level the match. What were your feelings after the game?
2: Uh, it's uh, it's a weird, it's a very, uh, it's a big mix of emotions. To be fair, because we came off that field and. It, we felt like uh, uh, yeah we did give them you know like a, a proper contest but then you look on the scoreboard and we got 40 points uh, uh, you know on, on the on the nose so you can't really make sense of it because in the game it feels like you know like we really make the Georgians work for their for their tries and and uh, we're defending pretty well at most of the stages but then one slip up or uh, one mistake and straight away you get seven points against you you know so that um, uh, yeah, you can do 90% of the game, you can play well, but then in that 10%, you kind of mess up, they score all the points, which is, that's the, the cool thing about this championship, you know, like we're playing against World Cup teams now, and they are really, really effective on their mm-hmm. scoring opportunities.
0: Oh, nice. José um, Madera. Uh, talking about emotions like David was explaining after the match, uh, the last 12 months were, uh, were emotion filled for Portugal. Uh, you went from not qualifying for the World Cup, then going to the repêchage, and then a game against U- uh, that game against USA—and now you are fighting for the Rugby Europe Championship title, men's Rugby Europe Championship. So the question is that everyone does to the Portuguese fans or Portuguese players: uh, What has been the key to this success?
3: Yeah, as you said, it has been a big roller coaster for us because in the past 12 months. We failed to qualify for the World Cup, and obviously it was a huge disappointment for us. Uh, But then to go go into Dubai and and win the Rappershaj and get the last ticket to the World Cup was an amazing experience for us. Um, But yeah, now we are focusing on the championship and trying to, our our final goal is trying to win it and and to, and it starts on Saturday against Spain, so we hopefully get that job done as well.
0: And that Rupeshach tournament, uh, you faced, I guess, one team do, that normally goes to the World Cup. And it was like a, a group stage World Cup. So you could feel the intensity, the, the physicality and so on. So what were the emotions th- during and after the, the, qualifi- uh, the qualifier?
3: Well, during the qualifier, we uh, were very focused on our goal because uh, it felt like a second chance, like a ch- second chance to trying to, to qualify, and it really was a second chance because we missed our first one. And well, due, due to bureaucracy, Spain didn't, were able, weren't able were able to go. So it was a second chance for us. So uh, we were very focused at the moment and it really felt like a, like a World Cup uh, preparation squad and preparation group in game. So uh, yeah, and uh, as I was saying, the last game against the USA uh, was a really big challenge for us because that team you are used to qualify for the World Cup, so, uh, we took the challenge, like, it was the last game of our lives. So, uh, and we prepared very well for the game. And was, we were in Dubai, dreaming about it, sleeping about it. And hopefully, as it did end, like, we just, uh, we didn't win the game, but felt like a huge win. So, it was a joint, but uh, it was a, a perfect day for us and a, a huge day for Portuguese rugby.
0: Before we go for the Rave Europe Championship, last question that somebody put on my questionnaire that was, when Samuel Marx was requested to take that last kick against yeah. USA, what ran your mind? What ran in your head? What were your emotions? Not your emotion. What did you think about that? <laughs> that, that 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 eternity of a minute.
3: Yeah. Uh, at the moment, like. I, I, I've spoken with uh, a few of my colleagues here and like for us it felt like a blank. We have no memory of the moment, it just so happened so fast. We just remember of all celebrating and all being super happy and Samuel was the man to take the kick. He was super concentrated, super calm. He just he knew in his head that your ball would go in. So uh, it was a huge moment and a huge, a huge happiness moment for everyone, so it's crazy.
0: Yeah, so congrats, and we'll go we'll come back to you to ask about the new format of Europe Championship, if you if your team is liking it and so on. David, a go back Is it possible?
2: You... It, is it possible that you don't remember because of all the beers afterwards? Or... Oh no, no, that's a major <laughs> <one. laughs> Maybe, maybe uh, I don't uh,
0: know. Right, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Talking about memories, you have excellent memories from the last time we played Belgium. Uh, it was a special day for yourself in that Rebe. So can you tell us how it was then, and what you expect for this weekend?
2: Yeah, it was uh, till this day. That's the best uh, rugby memory I probably have with the national team. That was our um, little—I don't know—you know, uh, one big chance, I I believe. And like uh, with Portugal, you know, like there's there's a few similarities there, just uh, uh, maybe a scale smaller because, man, we. Had a few uh, uh, tight things that just came our way in in running through that promotion because we just beat Poland actually in a crazy game with the last minute kick. Then Switzerland and Corona came and everything. Then we had like four months to prepare for this one game, which kept getting uh, uh, you know cancelled and put back, pushed back, and the game was uh, insane, man, because. Uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful day. The Belgians chose to play on artificial grass, which was crazy because we have the quick guys and we were actually afraid of their forwards. But now we were able to play some uh, some quick rugby, for- fortunately. And yeah, I don't know, just tied till the very end. They came back with a few more tries. And then, uh, yeah, luckily I missed a few kicks during that game. But luckily I, I made that last uh, last one. Because, man, that, uh, that was a big moment for us, which we also worked towards for a long time, you know, and it's still not professional in that. so for those four months, you know, people were driving up and down to Amsterdam and getting uh, the, the stick up their nose for the the Corona test, you know, mm-hmm. and all doing it out of their own pocket, uh, you know, like uh, skipping yeah. work just to come in, come in every day uh, to prepare for this one goal, so amazing that that uh, worked out like this.
0: Uh, talking about best moments in this Men's Rugby Europe Championship 2023, uh, what were some of the best moments? It don't doesn't necessarily to to have happened on the pitch; it could have happened outside with fans, with friends, or something else. So, for you, best moments?
2: Uh, yeah, I got two. So one is of, uh, of course the the 50 caps for big Hugo Langelang, uh our prop and captain. To get 50 caps in uh, Rugby Netherlands is crazy because we only had five games a year till we came up to the championship, so he's been around for a long, <laughs> a long time. And uh, the second moment was in the aftermatch against the Georgians because we have a board member who always does the speeches and gives out the, uh, the ties and all that type of stuff. And he was—he uh, always likes to talk and do big anecdotes and uh, uh, tell the new stories. And then we gave the word to the Georgian uh, uh, coach and... There was a great moment to the show the difference between coaches, because he just said, I don't like long speech. Thanks for the game. Good luck next week. And then that was it. <laughs> so our guy had been talking for like 30 minutes, and everyone was dozing off, you know, wanting to, sleep, uh, wanting to eat again. And then the Georgian coach was just 10 seconds, and that was it. So that was uh, a beautiful show, and uh, yeah, just nice to see the, the difference in culture there, you know. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's very good. Um, I asked this already to Pieter. Uh, now I ask to you: um, How do you see Netherlands rugby going forward?
2: Yeah, we're at a we're at a turning point now. Man. So for the last few years, we've been um, yeah just hanging on in the championship. You know, like trying to uh, uh, become a team that's tough to beat uh, first, because you know we've been getting fifty points basically. Uh, uh, in all the games and that's that's not good and before we can start winning games we need to become a, a team that's really hard to beat i think we're getting there now uh but you see how difficult it is for an amateur team to compete at this level you know so i think the next step is crucial that we get some kind of uh uh funding in and uh is the wife still right
0: no yeah. uh, and uh
2: and then we that yeah, we can get some more preparation time as a team, you know, because, uh, yeah, we're still amateur. We get, we get together a week or two before the games. And that's, uh, yeah, we got better players now, better individuals, so we can sort of um, do okay with it. But if we really want to make big steps, we need to go like, like Portugal, like Poland. We need to get camps. We need to get uh, uh, proper preparation time with each other. That could be a huge game changer for us.
0: Okay, uh, I'll come back to you to ask about Lynn Jones, the new coach, and how he's been developing the squad now. Uh, Piotr, a question to you. A home semi-final, so, which was a surprise, like you said, to, uh, to everyone. So, you, know, you, you think nobody expected Poland to win against Belgium and secure such a big game at home. Um, can you tell us about uh, something about your preparation for the now-cut stage without revealing any secrets? that your foes ca- ca- or adversaries can get and uh, work f- for it. But can you tell us something about it?
1: Yeah, first of all, uh, like David said, also we have we're struggling with, th- with that. We are still amateur players in Poland. So a lot of players need to work between trainings. And we are on the camp, of course, in Free City. A lot of players are from clubs here. Uh, because we have uh, three teams close together from three cities Uh, and yeah it's quite difficult but we we train twice uh, per day Uh, we try to we try to catch uh, all, all all things around around rugby and yeah we just focus about around our defensive line and this is the most important from last Couple of games that we lost a lot of points against, especially Portugal and um, Romania. Uh, so yeah, we just focus on that and try to improve, and also s- try to be the team that is more really physical and improve our forwards in. A, in lineouts, driving and scrum. So yeah, these are our points. I can, I can't say more, but yeah, it's <laughs> It's enough. Yeah.
0: Um, asking, so David was saying about when Netherlands first came and played against Georgia, they were not used to that physicality or, and, and it was first was very hard, but things are now running more smoothly. Um, for Poland, what have you noticed from going from the Trophy to the championship Division? What were the major details that were different from one, di- one division to the other?
1: Especially that we have to play like five games in, I don't know, on not more than two months. Mm-hmm. So it was quite difficult, especially that what I said, that we are matter and have to uh, compare that with our works. This first and second, uh, the same like physicality and the quick transfer of ball and where it was opportunity for portugal and for romania players in the base they just score every time so this was the the biggest shock <laughs> here but yeah we try to chasing that and just be the team that we can stay on that level and not think about that we're gonna just secure the to being here that to to play and try to win and improve our rugby.
0: Once now going for just for you, Uh, as I told at the beginning of the podcast, you are in the mix of the 16 best players of the pool stage. And that's a clear demonstration of Poland's success as a team. Can you tell us how happy you were when your name popped up? Because no player was uh, noticed before the, the 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 polling came to life, so we all ca- caught everyone by surprise. So how happy you were you were?
1: Of course, I was happy as a as a player, but also with this like uh, this big thing for whole team and especially for whole po- uh, Polish rugby. It's not only for me. So yeah. I can say just thank you that someone put me on, on that on that list and also for all votes that uh, Polish fans did because what I know from yesterday or yeah, it was the information that was uh, still leading. I don't know what's, what's now, but yeah, can you see that people, seeing... Polish fans, want, want to see uh, awesome. that... We can we can achieve something. Of course, it's just this is only votes on in internet, not not results on the on the pitch. But I hope I hope that we can mix it to the, together and just improve that uh, in the future. So yeah, I'm glad and happy, but it's like work of our staff, our players, and all uh, Polish rugby.
0: David, you're also in the best sixteen, and people keep voting. I don't have here the numbers. <laughs> So, I can't say who is in the lead still. I think it's Piotr still who is in the lead. Um, Netherlands, you are there, but Netherlands are starting to show, as you explained against Georgia, something special. Uh, this, is this coming from, not only from you, but also from Lynn John's input to the team? Can you explain us a bit about his philosophy and what have, has improved since he came into your squad?
2: Um. Ah. Oh, he, he has had a big impact. You know. I was, and the whole group was quite sad when uh, Zane Gardner had to leave. Um. The previous head coach, who made us um, win the promotion, because we all thought that he had a you know a bit more to give to the national team, and uh, we felt really comfortable with him. And Lynn in the beginning, was a he has a very different mindset. You know, but uh, definitely showed that over time. He's been, uh, you know, uh, um, leading a few teams who just came up to the, the higher level. You know, like Namibia and Russia. They kind of, when he had them, they just went up to the to a higher stage. And it has become clear that he has his philosophy of how to deal with that. You know, because what what I said with the becoming a team that's hard to beat, he has made that very clear from the, from the moment he came in. You know, like you don't start, uh, you, you don't go from losing by 50 to winning a game within a week, you know, like you have to go through stages and, and I really enjoyed the, the way of how he's going about it so far.
0: Um, about the the competition, are you liking how the, the, the new format uh, has been molded? Uh, is this what we should look for in the, in the future?
2: With these new Two pools, you mean?
0: Yeah, two pools with the semi-finals and the grand finals.
2: I think it's good. I think it's uh, uh, definitely for teams like us, like uh, Poland, uh, Belgium and uh, uh, and us. It's definitely in Germany, of course, it's, it creates a way to make uh, uh, to create challenging games for, for everyone, you know? So um, for us, it's not great to get 50 points every game and for all, Poland and, and Georgia, or Portugal and Georgia, is not like, great to win every game with fifty points. So, I believe that this is a a nice step forward. I would like to uh, play Portugal and Romania also, uh, and still a few more times. But this is, uh, I think, this setup has a lot of potential. Yeah,
0: you'll have the chance. I'll come back to you to ask about the Super Cup and impact that that competition had for Netherlands. Jose, going back to you. Um, you have been playing in the Rugby Championship for, I don't say a long time, because you came for the year under-18s, under-20s, now seniors. Um, so you, you've you been growing a rapid pace as long as your team. Uh, where would you like to see the direction of rugby going for Portugal in the next few years? Uh,
3: so I think for Portugal, the main thing is trying to get as many young men as you can. So, mm-hmm. because you're going to play the World Cup in- same as in 2007, the first time we won the World Cup, was a big rugby boom in Portugal. So a lot of kids wanted to play rugby at that time. I was one like of those you. kids. Like. So, yeah, like me, I was one of those kids. I just joined because after 2007, I watched the team and and I said to, that I was going to play. So I hope the same effect uh, arrives after the World Cup. So I think we need to grow as same as that boom. So we need to go to that, that direction, trying to... Make the most out of it. Uh, obviously, it goes through certain stages. Uh, the Super Cup, as you mentioned, is one of the stages where we can bring some maybe uh, higher level of rugby to the national rugby players. So a couple of those stages are are, are very important to us. So uh, and yes, trying to very uh, professionalize as most uh, as most as we can will be one of those one of those big steps for us.
0: The- uh, about the how the team plays. Everyone likes to see Portugal opening the ball and and we have in, in Rave Europe that's that saying that every week they play and this comes from the Super Cup, now for the Rave Europe Championship. What are the reasons you connect so well on the pitch? Well, the first thing I think because
3: we get along so well off the pitch. So I think that obviously translates into the game because... Um, we have that extra, I don't know, chemistry, whatever you want to call it. So we mm-hmm. get really along with each other. The second thing is I think we coached really well. Uh, and the, the work of a lot of people, all, all our coaches, and our main coach, Patrice Aljusque, is probably one of the big responsibles for that style of play, style of game that the, so many people like to see because... Um, it's trying to, trying to use our best abilities. So it's trying to use our quickness, our, our dynamic play. Um, that's our strengths, and that's what we're trying to play with.
0: Well, well it was very interesting. Um, there's something that you told about the team connection off the field. Um, it, have the Super Cup, you didn't play for it because you were already in France, but you saw your teammates play on it. Uh, Do you think the Super Cup helped the the preparation for Portugal in the last two years. uh, Do you think it was key for the national team?
3: Yeah, I think it obviously translated because the national team players uh, are spending and will spend a lot more time together. So that translates to when we all come together in camp, we all uh, have different, uh, different systems that we play in our clubs. But when we all play... Uh, all over. Like when a group of players plays the same system for a while, then it's easier to to do the to do the transition between between clubs and and national team. So I think it obviously translated. It helped help us a lot uh, preparing for Dubai and our qualification for the World Cup because it was during the summer games and everything. So it's been it's been a while since we last saw each other. So that, that help, help, like that obviously helped us. And I think it will be very important for every European in general to, to keep improving domestic players.
0: I'll come back to you for a final question. David, as I asked José, the Super Cup have been key for some of the teams, Delta and now for Netherlands. Do you agree with me?
2: Uh, I, I, I'm a huge believer in the Super Cup and the, uh, the way it's been set up. Uh, though in, in the Netherlands we're not quite... Uh, using it to its full potential, I believe. There's a bit of a a disconnect between the clubs and the union in this sense. So, a lot of clubs are starting to give players uh, either apartments or or a bit of cash, you know, And, and it's not a lot at all, but it's enough for them to kind of say like, hey, hold on a second, you know, like we're doing something for you, so you're going off to a different team now, that's not the way it works. And uh, therefore, Delta in the Netherlands has kind of been used as a development team to give young guys uh, a bit more game time. Mm-hmm. But so, uh, yeah, I, I would like to um, see it as a as a way like Portugal has been using it, and, and Georgia, you know, with actually using it as a as a way to give national teams more time together, so that when we come together for a championship game or uh, uh, or summer tour or whatever, we. We know each other already and we can focus more on the details so that could be a, a great way forward i believe
0: wow, well done in the last five minutes i'm going to watch ask you all what well, just one question i can start with you david uh what kind of support are you expecting on saturday from the home fans
2: uh i hope they come in big numbers i hope it's going to be a great day clear and uh it can be very, very windy in Amsterdam. So I hope that doesn't happen uh, this time. And yeah, I don't know. I just hope they uh, it's going to be a good vibe. You know, people uh, uh, come here because they want to come here. And uh, hope we can offer them a, a great game of rugby.
0: You get pumped up when you can hear, you can, uh, hear the, the, the people at the stands chanting, or you are one of those players that space out and just focus on what's happening on the pitch.
2: I, uh, I did have to learn that a little bit because I'm a kicker. So if I start listening to the to the assholes behind me shouting things to me, that's, <laughs> that's not a good idea. But uh, uh, during the anthem and, and after the game, that's, you really do uh, I, I really am grateful for the, the people that come around, because when you see those kids asking for your signature, not having any idea who you are and then coming back again for the same signature, you know, that's uh, that's awesome. And that's just a good sign. Uh, that rugby is growing in, in the Netherlands. So that's what I'm hoping for.
0: I'll come back to you to a final message. Piotr, um, two questions. How do you see the future for Polish rugby uh, after this championship? And then I'm going to ask you what you expect from uh, from the uh, the game from the weekend. So let's start with the future.
1: So firstly, yeah, what I said before, we want to just stay in that competition for, for a long time and just be better team and growing with that uh, and make rugby more popular all in the whole Poland, not only in the big towns where, where we usually play. Uh, that's, that's the thing. Also, we need to grow the amount of kids playing rugby, especially under 18, under 17, 16, like, a, like a, not kids, the teenagers, what we we, I think for this moment, unfortunately in every sport in Poland, we losing a lot of young people. They just stop in playing uh, their sports, team sport. I I used to play also basketball. So I have good connection here in in, in Poland uh, with basketball teams. And they have the same problem, but it's also different level of, of players. Uh, so they don't can see that, but it's also on the same uh thing so yeah we need to grow grow that and just focus on 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 kids on youth players and i hope it's it can happen in the in the couple in the next couple of years but about next question about germany game it's massive opportunity for us if we win I hope when we win that game we really like massive step for us and no one 100% uh, expected that. Uh, yeah, we're just preparing for that. It's, that's only 80 minutes. Last year we beat Germany in the same place in, the, in Gdynia. So I hope we can do that again. We had, we had, I think we had good defensive line then. So it was our key in that game. So we're gonna just make it happen again. So yeah. Let's focus on that, big... and then we'll see what what's going on with Polish rugby.
0: <laughs> You're expecting a big crowd on on the weekend.
1: Yeah, there's like I don't know, three thousand people can can, play on, uh, can come on that uh, crowd, and usually it's full. So yeah, we can see we can hear them and see them, and just uh, it's like our sixteen uh, player on the on the field. Oh, that's
0: nice. Zemadera, for the final two questions. Um, so, on Sat- so on Saturday, we're going to play against Spain. It's always uh, a massive game because it's a long-time rivalry between two countries that are next to each other. Uh, it's going to be inside Stade d'Or still, so it's a, a big venue. Uh, so how are the vibes for the game? Uh,
3: yeah, we're just hoping that uh, the crowd really... Uh, be that six-minute man that Peter was talking about, like to push us on because it's a classic game and we always uh, take it very personal. It's a very important game here in Portugal when we're always back in Spain. Uh, no matter what sport or no matter what level, so it's a big game. So the vibes are very good. The team feels, feels good. The team feels happy and uh, very motivated to play on, on Saturday. As you said, it's a big venue. It's Stadler-Ursteu, which is a very nice nice field and a very nice stadium. And we just hope the crowd come and cheers up to, to, to win that game. Uh,
0: before you played in, in the under 18s and 20s uh, comp, uh, ch- uh, championship, you played against uh, Spain also, um, in the in like an octo- knockout stage. So you think this format brings a new taste for the Raby Europe Championship, for the men's Raby Europe Championship competitions. Do you agree?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I agree, as as David said, like, I think, like, maybe in short term, it'll be maybe uh, a bit frustrating to the promoted teams uh, because the difference may be a bit bigger for now. But I think in the long term, it will definitely benefit the rugby in Europe because you obviously, the level will will rise up. And uh, I think we all take advantage of that. Um, But yeah, as you said, like, uh, it's going to be very important for us, the next
0: steps. Okay, so now final message for the people at home. I can start with José. José, What you want to say to the fans watching the, the our podcast?
3: Yeah, uh, just uh, the same messages that I that I just said. Like, I hope everyone comes and cheers up at Saturday for the semi final. It'll be a home game, so it'll be beautiful out in Lisbon, a great uh, great stadium, and I hope it will be a great day for us. So come and cheer us up and uh, spend a good time.
0: The life. Okay, thank you, uh, David. Your turn.
2: So this is to the Dutch fans.
0: Yeah, to your Dutch fans. And, well, <laughs> <laughs> and you can. Ah uh, man, I
2: just uh, <laughs> uh, to any Dutch fans. I'm really happy that you watched the Dutch start and uh, hope to see you here at the stadium. Dutch gr- rugby is growing. European rugby is growing. We got a lot of teams in the World Cup now, I and mean, this is a great time for European rugby and uh, Dutch rugby is growing just nicely. So. Uh, we need your support we would like your support and uh, that's it from me
0: okay thank you piotr your turn
1: so what i said before like poland germany is always big 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 game big battle uh, between that country so yeah just people come please come on the game on the on the crowd and watch our game in the in the tv it's in open tv um, program so yeah that's it. I I think will be a big day for us.
0: Okay, thank you all for coming. To remind the people at home, we the the match is going to go to Rig Europe TV. But in Portugal, Poland, or Netherlands, you have to see it on local uh, TV. So it's being broadcast, which is actually very good so we can get to more people but remind the fixtures so on saturday we have netherlands belgium so lowlands derby it's always a great rivalry between netherlands and belgium you can watch it at uh, 1 uh, p- uh 1 p.m uh 1 part of past 1 p.m CD time then portugal will play spain in uh, in Li- in lisbon at 6 PM CET time. Remember always like this. And next day we have Georgia-Romania, which is always one of the biggest matches from the Rave Europe uh, history. So at 1 PM CET time, and then we finish with Poland against Germany, uh, 8 uh, C- eight PM CET time. So it's, it's to finish the weekend in big at night with a great game between Poland and Germany. For me, I say thank you. You can all say goodbye and a wave, and we'll see you on the pitch.